are listening to Women Behind the Veil podcast. Please join us as we uncover fascinating women from our past and present. Every Sunday night before the clock strikes 12. Let's unveil tonight's episode on Sarah Helen Whitman. Yes, episode 12. Go say. 12. Go say. <laughs> and we're recording this early morning. Yeah, like <laughs> it's if it's early for you, it's even earlier for me. That's right. That's right. So, right. Uh, yeah, um I, I, but I'm really um I need to stop saying excited. Uh I want to do what's another word? just fascinated mm -hmm. about about her mm -hmm. yeah um and you know especially you know my boy your boy liked her that's right yeah <laughs> he more than liked her he was like let's i want to marry your ass <laughs> all right <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just we'll trying to, to that. <laughs> hold on. I, I literally, I, I talked, I spoke, I talked, I spoke with the, <laughs> with the, one of them fucked up uh, lisp or something, but uh, it's too late now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sarah Power was born on January 19th, 1803 in Providence, Rhode Island. Not a whole lot about her childhood. Um, I think she was upper class or, or middle class. I think she had, I don't think they were poor. <laughs> um, she went to Brown University and she married a young lawyer from Massachusetts. Okay. Um, on July 10th, 1828. And his name was John Winslow Whitman. Let's see. Um, they settled in Boston, where he practiced law and served as the editor of a of several short-lived literary magazines. Mm -hmm. um, Whitman died in 1833. Wow! So they she was married like five years. Okay, five years, um, and they had no was, children. Right. She was exactly thirty. Right. Wow. Being being a widow at thirty. Right. Yes. Yeah, so and after no, kid. no kids, they had no kids. Um, after her husband's death, she moved back to Providence. Um, and she began to write for like ladies' magazines. Uh huh. Under the pen name Egeria. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why she used a pen name, but and and she was a poet. And she was known as a critic of literature and art. So she would write about that in the magazines and the articles. Uh -huh. um, let's see. Fashion, clothing, religion. That's bold. Right. It's the 1800s and she's, you know, right. She's um, a critic of all of these things in, in a magazine for the lady street. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why she had a pen name. But, uh, yes. You're right. Uh, you're right. Cause, cause right. Lord knows what she said. <laughs> I bet you she had, I mean, she had to be controversial. 
Right. So, this is our exciting part. Yes. In um, July of 1845 in Providence, Edgar Allan Poe was attending a lecture by his friend and poet Francis Sargent Osgood. Mm-hmm. They, they were out walking when he spotted Helen standing in her rose garden. His friend offered to introduce them, but Poe declined. What? <laughs> maybe, he was little, maybe he was a little shy. He could be a little shy. <laughs> Later, Helen's friend Annie Lynch wanted her to write a poem for a Valentine's Day party in, in 1848. What a bunch of hopeless romantics. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what the Valentine's Day parties were like. Right. Um, So she wrote one for Poe. He wasn't in attendance, but he did hear about the tribute, and he sent her, he mailed her a poem in return. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was one that he had already written, one that was already published. Really? She she didn't respond. Of course, I'd be pissed too. So, so later he sent another poem mm-hmm. that mentioned when he first saw her in her garden. Yes. That's better. Okay. She, yeah. She doesn't um, make work for it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, so they met for the first time, September 21st, 1948 in her home in Providence. Um, they were both widowed. He was 39 and she was 45. Um, He spent four days in Providence and they launched an intense and stormy courtship. Really? Mm -hmm. Um, When he left, they exchanged letters and poetry. Yeah. Um, She claimed to have a heart condition. No, no, go ahead. No, tell me what what the... (laughs) But when I said it was kind of like online dating. Yeah. They used to send letters. Yeah. Minus right? what? In- <laughs> instead of dick pics and um, Skype masturbation, right? What? What? They wrote Lisa, letters. They wrote this letters. is like so like ahead of their time. Right. You know, but you know, he was so, how, how can I say that? Just one of those, like, he was just so passionate, mm-hmm. you know, and he just, when he loved, he loved. Yes. But then it makes me think, was it just second nature to him to, you know, like to use his words? To express that mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? I have some of the love letters. What? Well, well, tell me. Yeah. Well, I I did notice that in in his twelve page twelve page love letter to her that yeah. um, he described he described their love as spiritual. That's how he described it, literally. Wow. Wait, he described it as spiritual. I gotta find it, of course. Thank you, Lisa. Spiritual 
fill in my silence while I find it. Oh, well, <laughs> he, how can I say that? He, he was very just, he was, he was so, his words were so strong mm -hmm. and it, you know, that's, I, I come back to this. Was this just second nature to him just to, you know, blow smoke up, you know, women's asses. Right. Or wasn't serious. Right. Who knows, right? I mean, do you think he only cared about Annabelle Lee or her? Uh, I think he cared. I think he had a few loves. But he probably had his, his greatest love, I'm sure. But he was a passionate person, I think. You know? Yeah. Here's how he described, this is his letter to her. This is the part that stuck out. It says, believe that I truly, truly love you and that it is the most spiritual of love that I speak, even if I speak it from the depths of the most passionate of hearts. What? Right? So. Fuck. <laughs> I would have been all over those <laughs> sleepy eyes of him. Seriously, no, I really would have. I would have been like, you know, wasn't he tall? I don't know. Either he was really tall or just like kind of, you know, tiny. I think he was thin, right? Yeah, but like I'm talking about like, you know, his height. Hmm. Like, now we have I'm, to find out. <laughs> well, shit. Let me see. Um. Um, right. Yeah, he was average. He was 5'8". Okay. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was just 5'8". And he was just a, a thin mm -hmm. human being. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, she claimed to have a heart condition and she was known to carry a handkerchief that was dipped in ether. Uh -huh. And apparently that was like a big thing in the 1800s. There, people were addicted to it. Wow. And I don't, I don't know a lot about it, but I know that it can cause hallucinations and I, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. It's like, it's like. <laughs> It's Sniffing. pure. It's um. They they use that in race cars. Right, right. If I'm when not you... mistaken. So a little, but so she had a thing for that. Um. Let's see. So, so they were writing letters back and forth. They saw each other again in December, when he was in Providence for a lecture. He was giving a lecture, and this time. He recited a poem directly to her in front of the audience. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'd and... be dropping my penis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> so she agreed to an immediate marriage. And they chose December 25th as the date. I mean, this is like, okay, we've been apart. Like, we got together. We've been apart. Here you are in town again. We're getting married. <laughs> yeah. 
Why do you think they picked the 25th? I don't know. I thought that was the cool. They picked Christmas, right? Well, no. Did they want, do they want to, you know. Well, he was in town December. Um, did it say when he was in town? I think they said around the 21st. So, I mean, they're talking like next week we're getting married. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you said. Um, She's December. like, I want to take all of this off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says uh, the December 25th as the wedding date, despite criticism from friends and folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had haters. They're, yeah. People were like, what are you doing? No well, one... I mean, she was independent. She was, this was the 1800s. She's got her own fancy home. She's got a job. She's financially secure as yeah. a woman by herself in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. And, and so everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> was she good looking? I will show you pictures. She's, um, um, was she homely is, looking? M- no, she's mysterious looking. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my ears perked <laughs> up for that. <laughs> she was okay. Wait, sorry, everybody. Do we want to talk about what happened or more about her? She was a medium. Ah, yes. She was a spiritualist. I would have been all over that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe that. She was kind of um, attractive to him. Um, I don't know what type of medium she was. It doesn't really say. I just knew that she was a spiritualist and that she was a medium and that there are pictures of her, um, which makes sense with like the physical mediums. There are pictures with her where they have like something over her head and like she's covered. Uh Uh-huh. And with the physical mediums, the spiritualism stuff, sometimes they'll tie you to a chair and stuff like that. Like just because like whatever you're producing or whatever you're um, bringing up from spirit or making happen, they want some sort of, uh, I guess, proof that you're not just playing a trick or whatever. So they'll tie you up or cover you up or so I'm thinking. That's pretty aggressive. Right? (laughs) Oh no! Like, no, no! Like, come on! Who, who's gonna seriously? It, I mean, you want me to work to your favor, Danny? Right. So you're gonna tie me up? Well, that's to prove you're not playing tricks. Well, that's also because this um, physical mediumship is where there's like ectoplasm produced and uh, tr- things levitated and tables moving and that kind of physical evidence so i think that's why they're more like okay let me tie you up and see what you can do yeah and throw this you know handkerchief over your head (laughs) i don't care if you could breathe or not (laughs) so okay so they're they you know they're all excited they're gonna get married next week right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she had one con- one concern. She had one concern, and she wanted him to stop drinking. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a hard one to ask somebody to do, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> and her mother also stepped in. Mom stepped in and said, look, you are independent. You are financially secure. This guy wants to marry you next week. You need some kind of prenuptial agreement. You need to, you need to have, you need to be smart and you need to make him sign some papers that protect you. Yeah. Which is not unreasonable. That's mom was smart. Mom was like, Hey, <laughs> let's protect yourself. I don't, she, it's a, uh, she called off the marriage. She said she declined. She changed her mind. But there's also letters from Poe that sound like he changed his mind. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they both changed their mind, but his letter simply says that because of like his mother insulted her mother, I'm sorry, her mother insulted him by coming up with yeah, that's that's how he looked at it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was like, you know, what's, what's going on with between you and your mom? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on. She's dictating but, to you. But, but he said that he would tell people that he wouldn't say anything bad publicly and that he would tell people that they called it off due to her health. What was wrong? I mean, like, how we don't, bad was that heart oh, condition? I, I don't know. I don't know. There's not, like, a lot about it. It's just she told people she had a heart condition. I don't know if she did or not. And 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 she lived to to a decent age, so I don't know if she even had one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Or if she just had like a little addiction and like, oh, it's from my heart. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, well, back back then, between that and um, the ether and the laudanum, mm-hmm. that was just you know. Right. Those were big. Right. Yeah. Huge. And it just, it's, it's, these were hardcore. I mean, there was just no way around it. I mean, might as well just shoot up. Right. right. Which I think they did. There people fucking shot up uh, morphine or cocaine. Right. Probably so. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh man. That, that's fucking hardcore. Okay. So that was what? 1848 mm-hmm. when they broke up. On October 3rd, 1849, Poe was found on the streets of Baltimore, delirious, in great distress, and in need of immediate assistance. Um, He wasn't wearing his own clothes, um, but he was never coherent enough to explain how he got in that condition. What's your theory? He He died on Sunday, October 7th. All medical records and his death certificate have been lost uh i read an interesting article i'll i'll find it for you I, well baltimore <laughs> oh that's your hood that's my hood yeah <laughs> i'm sorry baltimore's pretty rough and um and always have i don't i think it's i think it always has been pretty rough i mean it has <laughs> really but, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were shanghaiing people and putting them out on ships, and the bar owners were like taking insurance policies out on on sailors. So, yeah, that, that's really? always been shady. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So there. Were, oh, there was this um, article where this they were talking about post death and. Apparently there was a thing like during elections and stuff, mm-hmm. they would, they would, um, get people to vote or something. The homeless and, people. Yeah. Yeah. I read that article. Uh, yes. And because he was, wasn't wearing his, I mean, Poe wasn't wearing his clothes. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to he him. He was wearing a suit, wasn't he? Yeah. It was like, wait a minute. What happened to yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they mistake, they mistook him as a homeless person. And yeah, he, he might have been. been if he was walking around drunk. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I think they were like, Hey, you, I need you to vote. Right. And he was like, sure. Get me more <laughs> beer. Or they might've hit you over the head. I don't know. <laughs> over the head. Them. So it he died. <laughs> So he died shortly after their engagement. He did. Um, he lived such a freaking devastating life. Mm-hmm. You know, one loss after another. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. You know, it's like, it's no, I'm not surprised he drank that much, you know? No, not at all. Not at all. You have to do something, right? Yeah. And, and he just, you know, he just either he was loved or he he was shunned Mm -hmm. by people he cared about. Mm -hmm. And, and he used his, his pain to write. Amazing work. Mm -hmm. There's with darkness and emotion. And mm -hmm. now she comes back on this in the picture Mm -hmm. because a lot of people talked about Poe after his strange death mm-hmm. and they had, they had a lot of things to say about him, a lot of rumors, a lot of negative uh, talk. And, you know, he was a drunk and da da da. And, and she was the one person as friends, she was the one person who spoke up and she would speak up against his critics and she was, which makes sense because she was a critic herself and mm-hmm. she, she wrote about things. So she spoke up against them to to um, talk about his talent and to focus on other parts of him besides the fact that he drank. And, mm-hmm. and um, she ended up publishing a book in 1860, Edgar Poe and his critics. And that was that book was in defense of him and his work now later some scholars or whatever studying poe have said oh she, you know he didn't really love her she probably um did this to become famous and i'm like what like first of all she's not really famous she was already accomplished mm-hmm. so that's she was just... accomplished she had money right um... so she she wasn't using I dated Edgar Allan Poe to become famous. I don't yeah. believe that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think she really did care about him. Mm-hmm. 
And so she spoke up because she was a critic. She could do that. You know, people already read her work. Yeah. So she, she spoke up to defend him. I mean, yeah. I mean, if she didn't, who would? No one. Right. Um, so I, I think she genuinely cared about him, cared about his legacy. And, you know, she wanted, at least while she was alive, to make sure that, you know, his his image was already, you know, um, I guess what, I guess. Tarnished. Or- yeah. But she wanted to say, okay, yeah, he was a fucking drunk, but, you know. He was brilliant, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking brilliant mind. So I do believe they loved each other. I just think, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're going to make me choose between, you know, you and my mom. Come on. You know, I'm going to pick my mom. And Poe's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm drinking. (laughs) Yeah. So they both had their, you know, downfalls. You know, because who would she have? She had nobody else except her mother. Right. So, so yeah. What I want to know is, was she making money off of being a medium? That I don't know. Or do you think? I I don't know. Did the I yeah, I guess they did the spiritualists would have um seances and stuff and make money, I'm sure. Yeah, but she didn't need it. No. No, she she wrote for a magazine, she already had a home. And she had money from her first marriage. Right. And, and no children, so nobody to that you need to take care of with that money. Except, except her mom. Right. That that makes me think, you know. She, you know, well, she had her own freaking um, demons with the ether and um, her what the, the ether. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So she, mm-hmm. but she hid hers well, right? You know, and Poe, obviously, you know, he's fucked up. He's fallen all over the place. You know, right? So it's like, you know, she. She, I think she just wished she he could he could have hidden it a little better, and I think they would have worked. But because of this, you know, she's like, you know, I have no other choice but to end this. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, poor girl or poor and, lady. And he didn't want right, and he didn't want to sign any legal papers. He 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 considered that an insult. And I, but I get it. I mean, her mother suggested that to protect her financially so that, because you never know what's going to happen. But he considered that an insult, so he chose not to. And they just, well, I guess they didn't even get a chance to really keep their friendship up because he died not that long. Yeah, two, two three not years long. later. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just... They had turbulent. It was it was probably a turbulent relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they were both older, right? They were both older. She looks mean as fuck. 
<laughs> she she has this she has this look about her just like don't fuck with me or my curls you know it's like powerful right <laughs> yeah uh, i i think i think she carried a uh this type of you know aggressive energy Mm-hmm. I can see that. What's you use this word transcend transcendentalism? Transcendentalism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, her husband, her first well, her only husband, her husband was a transcendentalist, which mm-hmm. is we have the definition here somewhere. Yeah, an idealistic philosophical and social movement which developed in New England around 1836 in reaction to rationalism, influenced by romanticism, mm-hmm. platonicism. It taught that divinity pervades, yeah, pervades all nature and humanity and its members held progressive views on feminism and communal living. Oh shit, a bunch of hippies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yes. The kind of more open in the 1800s, her husband hung out with people uh, in this movement. And so that's why for her as a wife, she was allowed to like pursue her career and, and do all these things because the transcendentalists believed that, that women had rights too. Do you know what I mean? So she married, she married a good guy. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, um, it says, in order to understand the nature or reality, one must first examine and analyze the reasoning process, which governs the nature of experience. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Like, I I think this is either, it kind of hovers over, like, a really thin line between having a cult or having like free love, you know, just smoke weed and <laughs> just it's sniff, you know, <laughs> sniff ether, you know. <laughs> you know, I have a thing. You know, I, I used to, you know, sniff uh, rubbing alcohol. Really? But you never did. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like to get high. It's just I. You like it, like sm- I like the smell of gasoline. No. I like the smell of pine salt. <laughs> ah, yes, it smells so good. It, that and yeah, pine salt and um and rubbing alcohol. It was oh god, my mom used to. It's because I was like what eight. You know what my uh, my addictive personality was starting to form at that point. Mm-hmm. And you were sniffing alcohol in the bathroom. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I remember one time when I was like eight or nine, my <laughs> right under my nose on my top lip had this like rash uh, mm-hmm. from the, I guess the rubbing alcohol burning my skin because my, Oh, oh wow. Dumbass you really and, were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think after that, but I, I think I sniffed so much of it that it made me sick. But I was like, oh, no. So, like, now I I, it, I have to smell it just, you know, ever so often, uh, not, like, over a long period of time. If I do, it's like, ugh. 
Mm. But the pine soul, I could smell that all day. Now I'm going to go sniff things to see what <laughs> I can't believe you don't know what um, the pine soul smells like. It smells No, good. I know what it smells like, but not purposely sniffing it. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not <laughs> fucked up like you, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're full of jokes this morning. Uh, I am. Yeah, you are. I slept all night. I hate you. I slept. I did. Melatonin. Got me really? a bottle of melatonin. Mm-hmm. Those, those, that gave me nightmares. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was having crazy nightmares with, with that. So I I can't take that. Mm-mm. And like, I finally fell asleep um, about four. And then I was beating up that old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it a was, lot of violent, violent dreams. Yeah, the other night that dog bit me, mm. and I screamed like I, my my throat was hoarse yesterday. No, Friday. Oh wow! From from the dreams from screaming. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you think I, about this lady, Lisa? I thought she was cool. That's that's why I'm doing this. Like I. I kind of stumbled upon her and I was yeah. like, Oh, who is this lady? Yeah. Um, um I, she was very modern, modern and, and smart. And, um, and she dated Poe. Oh, Poe. <laughs> Literally those sleepy eyes get to me. <laughs> I have a thing about eyes mm-hmm. and, and his eyes are just, they, they, they just, they speak to me. Mm-hmm. I have a thing for hair. What's up with that? Seriously? I don't know. I just noticed it. I've, I've, it's a thing. I don't know. We you all have a lot have of hair. And his, his hair was jet black. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, I mean, what do you mm-hmm. think? No, I like him. I think he's hot. He was very emo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was the first emo ever. The very first. Very first. <laughs> Fucking Poe, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I freaking, you know, I think I'm going to, now that we have a name and, you know, know who she was and what she did and everything, I think she's going to pop up more. Mm-hmm. I hope so, because she was a medium, too. I'd like to know. Um, what type like what her gifts were I'd like to know that like I don't think I could ever do like that ectoplasm you know uh, Mm -hmm. I'm you know it's it's, oh it's like creating that yeah like I, I can't do that I don't you know it's very hard for me to take money for this Mm -hmm. you know but then it is that exchange of energy, Lisa. It and, is. And you could, I mean, people can get sick. Mm-hmm. You know? And it does, it does take energy. Yeah. Like, like even doing the weekly readings, which I've kind of slacked on, which I'll, I will do them again, everybody. Mm-hmm. But that takes, it takes energy. And so yeah. if you do it every week, then sometimes it's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do this again. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm glad that you took a break because it, it is draining. 
and you know you're already exhausted from work mm-hmm. and you come you know you go home and do that and you do three types of readings you know mm-hmm. uh and i believe each of them takes you know certain amount of energy from you mm-hmm. so right. multiply it by three like right. come on. and i don't want to and i don't want to do it if i'm in that mood like oh i don't want to do this that's why I skipped. You know what I mean? I want to do it like, hey, I want to do this for you guys. I want to be positive when I'm doing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's, um, I, I strongly believe the metaphysical world is, is something that a lot of people take lightly, you know, and I think we should, you know, think about it a little more and put mm-hmm. more consideration into this and understand what people like, what have they, what have they been through in order for them to mm-hmm. know certain things, you know, yes. it's mm-hmm. like, um, and that's why all of our gifts are a little bit different. Yeah. There, there, a lot of them are like, are curses. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I, I believe mine are, um, you know, the mediumship. I remember one time I was driving home and when someone passes away, um, they have 12 to like 18 months to like adjust, you know, mm-hmm. not exactly 12 to 18 months, but you get the idea a little over Time. a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they could, you know, hang around and see how their families, are, you know, handling it. Mm-hmm. And so then when they, you know, finally, you know, say, okay, I'm good. And they decide to fully cross over. They um, have no regret about it. Right. And they're comfortable about it. And so I remember I was driving home from work and I had my, my grandmother, uh, my dad's mom. um, She had passed away in what, 2013. Her death was Cause she developed cancer. Cause she, she, I mean, she smoked cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know, I guess for decades and she developed this mouth cancer oh. and she, it, it just really, 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 you know, she was healthy one day and the next day she was gone. It was that fast. And so her death was out of the blue because we were like, you know, we found out in say May and August, she was gone. Right. So, I mean, it was really fast mm-hmm. and she was in her early nineties. So yeah, she lived a full life, but like it was, right. it, there was just no time to adjust, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to accept it. And so then I kind of got some comfort when I would censor and okay. when, you know, mediums, they don't, when, when mediums say they could see, you know, energy or, you know, people, loved ones or, or, or you know, anybody, mm-hmm. it's not like they see them like I see you or, you know, anything right. like that. They see them in their, in their head and they could sense an area or, or where they're at, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, um, I remember I was driving home and she said that she was, you know, her time here was done and she was ready to, 
move forward. And I, I lost my shit and I was like, you know, I'm going to drive my, I had a little infinity at that time. And, um, I was like, I'm going to drive it straight into a light post. Oh yeah. I've always been so freaking like I'm death is just, you know, uh, it, it really calls me Mm -hmm. and you know, and the fucked up thing is when I'm actually dying, I'm like, I don't want to fucking die. Right. Right. It's, it's like, make up your freaking mind, Julie. (laughs) You know, you're, you're one minute you want to be here the next minute you don't but yeah it, it, it it's like that lisa it's 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 a oh and and you feel what they mm-hmm. feel mhm that's what you, i do mm-hmm. yeah like you can you can feel like happy sad angry any of that and um yeah I, that really got to me um so be, when I do mediumship, I have to make sure there's no emotional um, emotions. Sorry, I, I want to sneeze. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those loud sneezers. <laughs> so, yeah, um, um, I have to, like, not be emotionally invested right. with this energy. Right. You know, Uh because I, you know, I could do it and, you know, talk to a complete stranger. I mean, but literally like, not know. You'll say it's too close to me. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, no, I can't. I can't. And I make them leave. So, so yeah. I just, I found a piece of rose quartz on the floor. <gasps> really? I'll take that as a good sign for today, huh? Yeah. Um. I think I should say something. Uh-huh. Um, I know I mentioned that uh, I lost somebody. Yes. Um, it was a complete shock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this is someone that I, I knew for a long time. Mm-hmm. This person we were part of each other's lives for a long time. Right. Childhood even, right? Childhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Childhood, school, you know, families. Um, He was murdered. And, Mm -hmm. um, and how do you process that? Right. Yeah. How in the fuck do I process? Oh, and then fucking seeing it on social media. Right. That fucking got me. Um, watching him be killed. Right. Um, really, really got to me. And, um, you know, I, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen to the person that killed him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was shot once in, uh, a bullet went in his right eye. I know. One I know in his left, told me. left hand and eight shots to the torso. Right. That's a fucking overkill. That's, yeah, it is. It really is. And, he, you know, that, you know, he was killed by a police officer. Right. 
Um, and now the, the police officer's going to be charged with murder. I, I, I didn't want to say anything initially because I didn't know how to take it. You know? Right. Right. Uh, you were, you were in shock. Uh, the whole uh, thing is shocking, right? Yeah. It was fucking shocking, devastating. Um, and then witnessing his death over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it infuriated me. Mm-hmm. And then it just broke my heart. It broke you. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you know, that's the reason I was kind of, I've been kind of off for nearly two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know how to process it. And I think I'm, you know, now there's no more denial. There's no more, I mean, I'm just, I've accepted it and right. trying to, you know, I'm moving forward, but fuck, you know, it fucking hurt me. Mm-hmm. So if I was a little off, you were perfect. You were perfect. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, uh, just I, I think I, I didn't know how to say it, and I'm just like, well, I'll just fucking be me and just say it the way, you know, just fucking say it and say it. don't think yeah. twice about it. Right. So, so yeah, that's what was you know going on with me for the past two weeks. Um, and I I love you. Oh, I love you too. You've I, been great, Lisa. Like unbelievable. Um uh the hell the other day I didn't sleep for nearly 30 hours. I know. That was scaring me a little bit. I was fucking losing my shit. Losing my shit. Like I was oh my god. Uh I'm just God, I'm I'm thankful I'm not in that fucking stage anymore right i do feel that you're back like i feel you back i know you're still hurting but i feel mentally you're i feel i feel the difference i feel that you're back like because you were you were gone you think (laughs) you were um you were in that pain you know yeah and you were in it so i do feel I do feel you back because you've accepted it. Yeah. It still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I I was in fucking denial for a long time. Fucking days. Like I spent days in denial. Right. And I couldn't go to his wake. Right. You know, I, I just couldn't. And the people were just, they used it as their own platform. You know, the yeah, the wake, yeah. And I'm like, God bless, let this guy rest in peace, right? And you know, and then all the so like all these you know news stations were there, and uh, oh, yeah, just fucking pouring salt into those wounds, right? Oh, that's, I don't like that. Yeah. His 
God, his father took it really hard. His father beat up a cop. Oh. But thankfully, they, they didn't press charges. Right, right. So, so yeah, it's... Uh, so, yeah, that's it. I won't bring it up again. Just wanted you guys to know that. Yes, thank you. She. So, you're healing, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking you're healing. healing. You're healing still. I don't think I, I'll ever be okay with it. No. I don't think you can. No. Not when, not when someone dies like that. You know? Like an animal. Like a fucking animal. Fucking broke uh fucking broke me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> all right, man. <clears throat> um I appreciate y'all. And I'll get out of this fucking uh, little hole that I dug myself into. Mm-hmm. Right, Lisa? Right, you will. Yeah, I have. I don't, I don't think you dug it, but <laughs> but you will. You I will. threw myself in that motherfucker, <laughs> though. You will come out of it. Yeah. So... Oh, and thank you to Margaret. She's been really, really great, too. I'm pretty sure you noticed that name in mm-hmm. the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's my friend. She's She actually grew up with us. Oh, okay, good. So, yeah, she, she's been kind of that um, really sober voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's but just she- been... But Listen. she also understands because she knew the person as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Um, so, so yeah. Um, we got no other choice. Right. So, all right. So, thank you. And um, here's to life. Yes. Fucking life. <laughs> Don't be so fucking chipper, Julie. <laughs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, Pinches. Bye.